Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Man, what a, what a privilege to, to hang with the, the True North family over here at San Marcos. And uh, I love it. It's fun. This is kind of how it got started. You know, us hanging the, the, when the Hubbards came up to Bressy Campus originally, and Pastor Leanne said, you got to go up there, get around those guys, learn to have fun. You know what? I did and still am, but I did. I learned to break off religious spirits. I learned how to break off uh, out of uh, poverty mentality. You know, you're, we're in a good house where we have pastors who love us, care about us, and do not let us settle. You know what I mean? If you thought you were going to come in here, sneak in, and just live an average life and no one's going to care, wrong. Not in this church. Not in this atmosphere. Even if you try, you won't be able to unless you're literally in the back row and you sneak out faster than you possibly can. But then even the ushers are trained and they're getting bigger. Have you noticed our ushers are getting buffer? I'd be, I'd be nervous to start leaving now. You know what I'm saying? Like Before, you could just push them over and run out. Now it's just... That ain't happening anymore, okay? They're on some sort of Holy Spirit steroids, or they're working out. One of the two, it's hard to say. Don't judge them. They're in recovery, but it's fine. Are you thankful for our, our usher teams, our security teams? And truly, uh, can we just thank Dr. Matt, Pastor Michaela, for leading so well, being great friends, being great pastors. And uh, I'll, I'll say this, uh, when we first were starting to come and I was uh, uh, out of town one Sunday and Katie was, you know, breaking down, getting honest with Dr. Matt Michaela, where we were at financially, where things were going on. And, and uh, but then she said this, this phrase has become kind of a cuss word. She goes, well, it's, you know, we're just in a season, right? Because I had sort of conditioned our family to say, we're in a season, it's just a season right now. And one of the greatest things Dr. Matt said, he goes, hey, how long is like a natural season? Like in like real life? Well, about three, four months maybe. If, in your, if you're in Minnesota, winter is about nine months. But, you know, if you're in Seattle, winter is raining for 11 months. And, uh, but, you know, how long is a season? Maybe three or four months. He goes, so have you been in this same spot for 10, 12, 13 years? That's not a season. You're stuck. You are in a trench, and you need to get out of that. You need to get some friends. You need to get some wisdom. You got to help somebody break you out of that. And so I'm thankful that Pastor Matt said, the season is over. Time to get up and get after it. Amen? All right, I'm going to get right into the Word. I, I love God's Word. In Genesis 8:22, it says this, as long as the earth endures, seed time, someone say seed time, and harvest, some say harvest, and then it says cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. So a lot of times we may hear a, a scripture around this in our tithes and offerings time, but this is a broader principle, right, that God has established from the very foundation 
uh, of, of the earth is that there's going to be forever until God comes back again, till Jesus returns and brings new heaven and new earth and all of that, until that point, there is going to be seed time and there will be harvest. There's going to be planting and there's going to be reaping. God has established this and does not fail. It doesn't stop. It will never cease. You know, even scriptures like this give us courage and confidence because in the world that we live in, everybody's got a, a latest reason why, oh man, this is going to make the world end or this is going to, you know, destroy the climate. And we all love the, you know, kind of post-apocalyptic movies, you know, everyone's in hazmat suits surviving because the oxygen's been depleted. Well, those are great for movies, but we could have confidence because we know the Bible does not show the world ending like that. You know, they're great for box office, but that is not going to happen. Uh, we will not destroy the earth's like ozone and then no longer be able to exist here because we couldn't breathe correctly. You got to read your Bible. If you have fear of environmental scare tactics, all you got to do is go back to the word of God, go back to scriptures like this, seed time, harvest, cold and winter, summer and, and cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. God has set it into motion. God has established his truth, and it will never cease. You know, in uh, the New Testament, Jesus is then telling a parable of the sower and the seed. And he's scattering seed out, planting in different soil, and, and he goes through this whole thing. And then he's explaining to the disciples later on what that parable meant. In the parable, or in Luke chapter 8, 11, it says this. This is the meaning of the parable. He says, the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. So there, there is a, a, a never-ending, never-ceasing certainty of this seed time and harvest that God's word is the eternal seed. God's word is something that is sure, consistent, and will produce. In Matthew 24, 35, it says this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away, Right? So there's one thing that will last, outlast every single thing that we see, experience on this earth. It is God's word. His word will never cease. It will never pass away. It is certain. The seed of God's word is certain. It will produce what it was designed to produce. And I love this in uh, Isaiah 55. You may have uh, read or heard versions of this or quotes of it. Isaiah 55, 10, 11, it says this. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word, right, that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish. Someone say Will. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Someone say the seed is certain. You can be confident of it. You can rest in it. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to be in worry and doubt. If God said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, he will fulfill his word. We can be confident that the seed of God's word as it goes out into the soil of our lives, as it goes out into our world, as it's released out from the mouth of God and from our mouths, as it's planted, it will produce what it was designed to produce. I love the Bible. I'm a big fan, big fan. 
you'll find that, don't tell anybody, but most of the books I write are packed with the Bible, okay? So it's a little bit of plagiarizing, but we'll work it out with God later on. Uh, I love God's Word. There's, there's nothing on earth that I can read that is going to be like God's Word. Nothing else has the same impact as God's Word. You know, we've been on uh, kind of a one-year reading plan. I remember being taught when I was just a youth pastor with a specific, you know, kind of soap devotional reading plan style, and so it's a one-year Bible reading plan like we do now. And, and I, so I don't know if that's been 15 years or so that, that I started reading that through every year, and I love reading the Bible through every year. Uh, if you've read through the Bible every year and you've done it many times, you know that every year you get to similar stories you've heard before, but you're not like, man, could I get something fresh in here? Man, I've heard this story before. Okay, David and Goliath, come on, God, like mix it up, you know? But we actually know it's the opposite. Every time I read the Bible every year, I'm just like, oh, man, that is so good. I'm highlighting fresh stuff. I'm, I, I'm going, I've never seen that before. You ever, anyone ever felt like Pastor Jurgen snuck in some extra verses this year? You know what I mean? Like, how? That has not been in there. I'm checking other versions. I'm going back to old Bibles to see if that verse is actually in the Bible. Because I think it's fresh. I think, I think somebody snuck it in. Well, why is that? Because the Bible says that the Word of God is living and active, Right? So I love to write, and I hope, I hope the books I write add value to you, but my words are not the same as God's words in that sense that his word is eternal. His word is living. His word is active. It's different. It's always going to be different. I love good leadership books. I love good strategy books. I'm going to read them. I'm going to glean, but it's not giving me life like this book does. It's not giving me truth like this book does. It's not giving me hope like this book does, right? This is the word of God that transforms, it changes everything. I remember as a kid growing up and having the privilege of a dad who loved the word of God. And oftentimes when I'd wake up in the morning, he would be reading his Bible on the couch in the morning, sometimes sleeping, sometimes awake. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just encounter the word of God, just a deep sleep falls over you. Just the healing presence of God, you know? Come on, bow your eyes, close your heads, be honest, raise your hand if that's you. Come on, somebody. Just peace, peace, Lord. Like, Lord, a little too much peace on this word today. I can't keep my eyes open. Uh, right? But I would wake up and I would see my dad reading and, and his love for God's word and his love for the truth of God's word because he, like the psalmist, in all throughout the book of Psalms, but specifically Psalm 119, which is a collection of various uh, spiritual leaders from the Old Testament and their writings, their music, their worship. And these Psalms uh, just showcase the goodness of God, the love of God, and especially Psalm 119. I love that the longest chapter in the Bible is literally an entire chapter about how great the Bible is, okay? So Psalm 119, I'm just going to bounce around. They're not going to have it on the screen because I'm just going to literally at random. Uh, my grandpa, who's with the Lord now, he's the one who pointed this out to me. He said every verse in Psalm 119 talks about how great God's word is. So you, uh, verse, uh, let's see here, uh, four, it says, blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to your law, right? So the, the whole chapter will use words like law, precepts, promises, statutes, right? It'll go all through. Blessed are those who keep their, your statutes and seek him with all their heart. Uh, verse 97, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. 
For your commands make me wiser than my enemies. How many need a little bit of that? Come on, somebody. For they are ever with me. I have more insight than my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts, right? That God, God's word is just, it's stacked in here. Scripture you've heard before, your word in a, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. I've taken an oath and confirmed it. I will follow your righteous laws. Verse 129, your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your word gives light. Yeah, I love that. I love that visual, that simple thought, because David, you know, the psalmist understood this idea of the, the word of God actually being something that illuminates our life. It brings clarity to my path, right? And so, you know, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. And so he, he spoke that out, and then he says, the unfolding of your word brings light. You know, a lot of the darkness and confusion of the world is because the word of God has been closed in many sections of the planet right? When the Word of God is closed, it's dark. When the Word of God is open, it's illuminated. If only I'd talked to the production team earlier about this. We could have gone dark and light real quick. That would have been fun. Okay. Okay, it's dark. There it is. But when the, wait, wait for it. But when the Word of God is opened in your life, it illuminates. Listen, I'm not jealous, but it took me a whole service to get that to work at Bressy. So, hey. Uh-oh. 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 Leveled us up. Leveled us up. Woo! Shoot. Shoot. Not mad. Not mad. Just jealous. Uh, the unfolding of God's word. If you're confused, your Bible's probably closed. If you're bumping along, not knowing what's next, Bible's probably closed. The Word of God brings light. It illuminates my path, gives me clarity about purpose, gives me clarity about vision and what's next. I've got to keep going to the Word of God. Stop searching around. Stop Googling for all your answers to get clarity on your confusion. Go to the Word. Come on. Get to the truth. This is going to bring light and life, and hope, and peace, and clarity, and confidence. Why is our world confused about gender? Why is our world confused about male and female? Why is it confused about life, and, and abortion, and pro-life? Why is it confused? Because oh, it's rejected truth. Because it, it's, it said there is no God. It said God didn't create us, right? This brings complete clarity to every area of chaos in our culture. This will, this clarifies this brings peace. If you're confused, you're probably getting too many messages from an ungodly worldview, right? So you got to get back to God's word. We got to get to the truth. Amen? The seed of God's word is certain. It will produce that for which God sent it out. It's going to produce. It's going it's to do what God intended it to do. It will bring life. It will bring light. It'll bring hope to our world. Amen? All right, let me give you four thoughts. Four thoughts. You guys got more counters than I'm used to here. I really have 22 minutes left. Let's go. The Lord multiplied like the fishes and loaves. This is a miracle. Okay. 
Some of you guys didn't like that. You thought you were going to be out here in 15. I apologize. You got lunch plans. You got brunch plans, and you got mad just a second ago. Lord, let the Lord just work through that right now. All right, four things, if we can get to them. Four things. What, what do we do with the seed of God's word? If God's word is a seed, if it's certain when it's planted in your life, then what do we do? Number one, we got to plow. Now, get excited because all these start with P because it's a big day. It's a big day. Okay, so we're going to plow. If you're going to plant seed, it's got to be able to receive the seed that it was intended to plant. I've got to dig up the soil of my heart to get ready to receive what God wants to say to me. Too many, too many times you come in week in, week out, week in, week out. The word is preached. The seed is tossed. The seed is tossed. And you're not, nothing's changing. Why is nothing changing? Is there something wrong with the seed? No, the seed is certain. The problem is you're not letting any of it get in. The, the soil of your heart is so hardened or you've, you've accepted the philosophy or ideology of the culture. And so when God's truth is trying to get in, you reject it, you push it away, you're not interested in it. Or maybe even just religious upbringing, right? We talk about healing, you're like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep my name out of the book. I'm not really into that. That's cool. I like the music. It's fun. You know what I mean? But I'm not really here to like believe for a miracle because that doesn't really work. So you have like a hard heart, Right? towards the goodness of God or, or being, you know, talking about being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah, I don't know about all that. You know, it's funny with the, the following Jesus book, I talk about the Holy Spirit. I talk about speaking in tongues in there because that's, the, that's what the Bible talks about. And every once in a while, I'll get a, a church that will email me and say, hey, we really like the book, but uh, the, the whole Holy Spirit part, uh, it's kind of presumptuous to believe that people would speak in tongues when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So like, could you like edit that out? I love it when they email me that. And uh, then I usually respond with something a little passive aggressive. And uh, I just come back with, oh, hey, thanks for the input. You know, we only put in this book what's already in the Bible, so we can't really take it out. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for your input. Have a great day. <laughs> Sincerely. Best wishes. XOXO. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've to make a decision that I'm going to break up wrong thought, thinking patterns, wrong philosophies, uh, and maybe right now you don't think they're wrong, but here's what I want us to commit to. I want to just commit to going, hey, whatever God's word says, I want to be open to receiving that. You know what I mean? Because maybe sometimes you might hear a message from the pulpit, and you're like, I don't know if I believe that or not. You know what? Check the word. Go to God's word. Verify what we're saying. I, the Bible even talks about that honors a group of local Berean Christians and Christ followers. When the words preach, they go back and they cross-reference. All right, let's, let's check this out. Is what they're saying true, right? Obviously, hopefully you come to this place because there's a trusted, consistent, authoritative, authentic word being preached. But just because someone on the pulpit says it doesn't mean we automatically listen to it. We, we've got to check God's word. We've, we've got to embrace God's word and, and, and lean into it and walk it out in our lives. Because if this pulpit ever would to preach something other than God's word, then you've got to reject it. Right? But that's not going to happen on this pulpit. Because we're going to stand on God's word. We're not going to be deviated by culture. We're not going to, you know, play to the narrative. Come on, we're going to stand on the truth of God's word. We're going to boldly preach it. We're not holding back. 
but I, I've got to make a decision. I'm going to receive God's word, and let's just make a commitment to each other that no matter what is, we just want the truth, and that's what I want. So if I'm thinking right, then let's stay on that. If I'm off track, I want to get back to God's word. Amen? All right, number two, we're going to plow, and then we're going to plant. We've got to plant. Uh, Psalm 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, right? I love that. I've got to make a decision. I'm going to get God's word on the inside of me. I've got to consume it. I need to hang out with it. I want to live in it. You know, uh, uh, Pastor Dr. Matt was bringing a word, an incredible word on pruning. That was last Sunday right here at San Marcos. But how good was that word? My goodness, Wow. And talking about John 15, which is such a powerful passage, but it says, if your words remain in me, if, and you remain in me, and my words remain in you, like, you need to let the word of God live on the inside of you. When you allow that to happen, man, then you're going to produce life, and you're going to produce fruit, and there's going to be transformation that goes on. But I got to allow God's word to live on the inside of me. I got to plant it. I got to get it deep on the inside of my life. I don't want to be somebody who's just kind of like uh, hearing the word and then forgetting about it, Right? I want to grab onto God's word, plant it in my heart, and begin to just hold on to it. And the, the other thing, too, with that is, obviously, we have God's written word, but then we have the prophetic word that the Holy Spirit brings to us, right? And there's usually kind of two ways. Sometimes it would be uh, a fresh rainbow word. Of course, that's always going to align with the word of God. And then sometimes it'll be something where God will just illuminate something he's already written in a fresh, unique way for you, right? And you'll get like a fresh word, right? If you're at men's and women's prayer, man, you're getting prophetic words like, like it's nobody's business, if you ever come to church like, man, I just wish I'd get a word, where are you at on Tuesday and Thursday? Because, like, there is a lot of prophetic flow that's happening. And we want to do that here on Sunday and Wednesday, too. But there's such a flow of that releasing of God's word, releasing of the prophetic word that comes out into our lives. And one of the biggest things that has helped my wife and I over the years is that when a word has come, then I'm going to grab onto it and I hold on to it. Don't let it go. You got to wrestle sometimes that word to the ground a little bit. You know what I mean? You got to hang on for dear life because sometimes there's going to be seasons where it looks like the exact opposite of that word is happening in your life. And that's when you have a decision to make. Will I go, well, must not have been a word. Or will I go, oh, not today, Satan. I'm going to hang on to that word and I'm not going to let go. The word of God is the only thing that's certain in all of life and all of history. It's God's word. It's constant. It's certain. It's never ending, right? And so remember the old movie Twister? Remember that? We'll see how old I am versus the crowd here a little bit. Uh, Twister. It seems like just yesterday, but was that like 20 years ago probably? I don't know. Maybe more. Was it more? I don't know. It was more. Oh, Lord. How old am I? I was golfing with somebody the other day. They said, it's our birthday today. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. We're probably about the same age. How old are you? They're like, we, I just turned 30 today. I was like, son of a gun. <laughs> so I'm like, a, I'm, like a, I'm like an old mentor to you. That's why you're hanging out with me. That's, that's why you like me, because I, I appear to, like, walk with wisdom, and you're just trying to glean off of wisdom, not because, like, I'm cool or fun. Okay, just check and see where I'm at. Darn it. Okay. Uh, I'm both, thanks, it means a lot, I'm both, yeah, are we about the same age, oh, okay, just checking, <laughs> I don't see any 20-year-olds saying that, anybody out there, <laughs> nobody, nobody, okay, that's cool, fine, be that way, Connor, why'd you hide your face, that was rude, okay, 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. I lost my thought, but we're moving on to point number three. Okay. Point number three is pour. So we're going we're gonna to plow, we're going to plant, and then we're going to pour. So I want us to water the word of God with faith, right? So when the seed goes into the ground, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to water it with faith. I'm going to water it. I'm going to keep pouring goodness on it. I'm going to keep pouring the grace of God on it. I'm going to keep pouring worship on it. Uh, Dr. Matt was saying earlier about worship. Man, I'm telling you what, if, if, if you're going through something or if, if there's been a, a promise from God and his word through his spirit and there's been a word released to you and you're just like, man, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I'm not seeing it, I'm not feeling it, come on, get in worship. Come on, turn on the latest album. Come on, just begin to worship God. I'm telling you what, worship waters the seed of the soil of your life. It will just water, it just pours fertilizer on what God is doing in your life and allows you to stay in faith, allows you to stay in there. You know, another way that we water uh, kind of the word of God in our life uh, is through faith. Come on, keep believing, right? You got to hold on to belief. You, you know, I remember when we, uh, about eight years, uh, coming up on eight years, time flies, Coming up on eight years, when we made the move down uh, from Seattle to San Diego, um, one of the things that I found is that we stepped out in great faith, but, you know, left all the job security, came down to no jobs security, and uh, it's a little more expensive to live here than Tacoma, Washington, just as a heads up, and... Uh, and so it was just, it was wild, it was scary, it was, oh my God, are we going to make it? No, we're probably not, you know, like, it was just all of that, you know, but we, spoiler alert, we did, and uh, still here, <laughs> and, uh, but in those seasons, when it felt like, I don't know if we're going to make it, I don't know if this is going to work, I don't know how to fill the fridge, I don't know where the next paycheck is coming from, I don't know. And it was in those moments where I had to grab onto the seed, right, that had been planted, and I had to hold on in faith, and Katie and I had to make a decision. Come on, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna water this sort of seed with, with fear. We're gonna water it with faith. We're gonna water it with courage. We're gonna water it with hope. Come on, we're gonna lean in and we're gonna keep prophesying over the seed. We're not gonna let it go and say, man, God told us to come down here. God told us to, to link up with Pastor Sugar God told us to be in this house. He sent us here over and over again. He confirmed his word multiple times over. We knew God was in it. The circumstances didn't look good, but we had to go, come on, where's that seed at? Come on, where's that seed at? Where's that seed at? I need to pour some water on it. I need to pour some faith on it on it. I need to pour some worship on it. Sometimes I go to my, uh, the office and I just be like, I just start worshiping and we'd be like, okay, how's this going to work? I don't know. BRP, I'm going to go to the office. I just go to the office. I begin to worship, begin to pray, begin to just, I come out uh, of that room and you know, everything wasn't fixed all the time when I would walk out, but I, something was different. Something was different. I was stronger. I was healthy. I was ready to take on things. I was ready to, to charge forward and stay in faith because I had poured the water of faith. I poured the water of worship. I had poured the water on it, right? Another thing with, uh, that you pour on is obedience. You know, one of the verses I read earlier, he says, uh, I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. It's one thing to hear it. Now we got to do it. Live it out. Every time you leave a Sunday or a Wednesday or every time you leave your personal devotion, there should always be that thought in your head to go, okay, what am I going to do now that I just heard that, right? Or now that I just read that. That's always the goal. I'm going to hear and then I'm going to put it into practice. What am I doing? How am I obeying God's word? 
If I don't, obedience is one of those ways we plant God's word in, in the soil of our life, and as I obey it, that's when the fruit of that comes back into my life, right? If, I, if I'm just listening, kind of come one ear and out the other ear, then I have no transformation. Nothing happens in my life, okay? Last one is this, to persevere. Persevere. Pour and then persevere. You know, uh, nobody really likes that part, you know. <laughs> Seed, time, time, and harvest, right? But here's the truth. No farmer plants a seed and the next day is like, where's my harvest at? They're not telling them, I mean, I, I'm so discouraged. I got no harvest. They're like, when did you plant? Well, yesterday. Uh, okay, that's weird. Like, no, no, nobody freaks out that way in the natural when it comes to planting. And, and maybe if you've had a kid or if you remember when you were young and you did like kind of the science experiment, you got the styrofoam cup and you got the dirt and you put the seed in there and you put it on the windowsill and you're waiting for it to grow and waiting for it to, you know, produce something. And, and, and little kids always just like the next day they run to the window and they look in the cup and like, wow, what's wrong? There's nothing there. Come on, what happened? Like, you know, be patient, you're good. As a parent, you're trying to calm them down, you know what I mean? And then a few days go by, and you as the adult are like, actually, I'm concerned now too. <laughs> Is there actually a seed in there? You ever question that? Like, maybe my kids said they put it in there, but based on their track record of saying and doing so far with like chores, cleanliness in general, high chance there's no seed in there. So then you go digging around for the seed, and you're like, crap, it is in here, and now you've wrecked it, and i got to start over. And too many of us are digging up the seed of God's Word and aborting the process. We're aborting the process. We're having to restart all the time. Keep the seed in the ground. Keep it in the ground. Keep watering it. Don't give up on the Word of God. Come on, it's in there. It will produce. If it's in the ground, it will produce. Come on. If it's in the ground, it will produce. It will produce. That for which I have sent it, declares the Lord. It will produce. But you got to keep it in the ground. You know, but if we're honest, it gets discouraging sometimes, doesn't it? You know what I mean? And even the best of us can question like, did I really put it in there? Was that a word really from God? Was I just thinking that? You know what uh, is a great phrase that I'm going to plagiarize at some point, but for right now I heard it from somewhere else. And is that, <laughs> is that you, know how, you know how you take a quote? First you say, Dr. Matt says, you know how you do everything is how you do anything. Which, by the way, that was like 10 times in the new John Wick movie, which I don't necessarily endorse. Uh, but anyways, but I've heard that it's in there a lot. And uh, I think they might have stolen it from Dr. Matt. But anyway, so how you do anything is how you do everything. And then you go, I've heard it said. And then I go, as I've always said, how you do anything is how you do everything. So anyways, this is uh, <laughs> one, of those, one of those quotes uh, about persistence, about, about patience, and now I've sidetracked myself, so I'm going to move on. And uh, that's a real thing. I may need some type of nutrients in between services. And uh, <laughs> this is, I don't have a Red Bull up here. That's why. 
There's some confusion there. Uh, don't, uh, don't uproot the seed. Trust God. It's in the ground. Uh, even the best of us can second guess that God put it in there. But when God has said it, I, I've got I've to stay faithful to that and persevere, right? If you don't quit, you will reap a harvest, right? If you don't quit, I got to stay in there. I got to stay in faith. I, I got to keep trusting God. The Bible's full of kind of that phrase of just going, hey, you know what our job is primarily? Believe. That's, a, that's our primary job. Just believe. 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 Try, if God said it, he's going to do it. Abraham, you know, Hebrews 11, full of the chapter of faith heroes. What are they known for? What's the big, you know, excitement around them? Because they took God at his word, right? They believed him when it was impossible, when they said barren, when they're past the childbearing age, when, when she's 100 and you're over that and, and you're like, there's just no way that there's going to be a child. And, and God still does it because the Bible says that he considered him faithful who had made the promise. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that tenacity to persevere through the impossible is so essential. And God is just saying, okay, are you, will you stay believing me at my word, not dig up the seed, keep watering it with worship, maybe with your tears as well. <laughs> That's okay. Just keep watering it either way. You can water with tears. You can water with worship, right? Just keep Keep watering what God has said and watch how it produces. Watch how it develops. Amen. I want you to stand on your feet. Let's pray together. God's seed is certain. It will accomplish. It will produce <laughs> that for which he sent it. God's not, God's not a, a mocking God. If he said something to you, it's because he intends on doing that thing, right? And that's, that's, his, that, that's his intention. That's why he said it. That's why he sent it out. That's also why you've got to take the time to lean in for a word from God. If you're in a season right now where you're like, I don't know what to do here, and I don't know about my kids, or I don't know about business, or I don't know about, it's like, okay, have you leaned in to his word and his spirit to get a word, right? And don't go... Don't go off of everybody else's breadcrumbs of their experience with God. Come on, you got to go to God. You get a word, and you get it planted in the ground, and then you start watering, you start obeying, you start worshiping, you stay in faith, and watch what God can do. Amen? Amen. Lift up your hands. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your truth today. God, you're good to us. You're faithful to us. God, you have given us your word. Jesus, you are the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. You came to be with us. You didn't leave us on our own. You didn't leave us void of answers, void of word, void of communication. You are a good God. You are a talking God. You are a speaking God. You are a God who releases your Word into our lives. And we are the people that say, God, send it. Send it to us. We open up our, our lives. We open up our hearts. We open up our lives to the seed of God's word, the certain and eternal word that comes only from your voice and from your throne. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. If you've been in a season of, of, of confusion and needing clarity, just go ahead and lift up your hand, kind of wave it a little bit. I just want to pray. Needing clarity, needing vision, needing wisdom. Thank you, Lord, right now. Thank you, God, that you give us wisdom, the Bible says. You give generously 
to all without finding fault, without holding back. So God asks right now for wisdom, for clarity, for purpose, for vision to come to every single one of us right now. I thank you, Lord, for your strength. God, that there's going to be a light that begins to illuminate the path. There's going to be light that begins to illuminate the past. Here's what I feel God's showing me as well. Kind of back, again, this is an, an old person reference in Y2K. Uh, and people were like storing up bunkers of like dried food and fear was all around and, and came to nothing, right? And, and I just feel God, that's a word for maybe somebody or a few people in the room where there's been fear and you've been going into hoarding mentality. God's just saying, no, no, that's not what I have for you. Life is not a dark tunnel of hiding and, and nervousness and fear. No, no, I'm with you. So I want you to step out in faith. And I want you to release instead of hold on. I want you to trust me. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Amen and amen, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.